Hi everybody, this is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. We're really glad to be with you. we got a very special guest with us in this segment, Mike Adams from News Target, Natural News, and a whole bunch of other organizations, including Real.Video, which I'm hoping someday will supplant YouTube, and we'll get into that a little bit too. I want to let everybody know we are brought to you by... I think the best durable food company in the world by Patriot Supply. They have done something that I asked them to do, and I'll tell you, not many advertisers will do this, but I asked them, would you lower the amount of the volume that you're selling because people can't afford six months, two years in many cases. And so they said, let's create something that'll get someone through an acute crisis. And I said, great, two weeks. How much? $75. I go, wow, I I can't shop that cheaply at the grocery store with coupons. And they said, pretty good deal. And I said, yeah, especially for 25-year shelf life, no glyphosates, no GMOs, restaurant-quality food. It's terrific. How do you get yours? Well, limited time, and supplies are limited to two per day per customer because we want to give everyone a chance. Go to your URL, type in preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And get started protecting you and your family for what is likely coming our way. And you're going to get a dose of that here in our interview with Mike. We're also brought to you by waterwithdave.com. They created this little site for me. I just love it. The Alexa Pure people. It's fantastic. This product takes chromium-6 out of the water. Hear me clearly on this. And I've seen the lab reports. Chromium-6 is a precursor to cancer. Yes. And how many people have it in their water? According to a recent study, 218 million Americans. It also takes out viruses, lead, the whole nine yards. One filter, 5,000 gallons, pennies is what it's costing you to treat your water so what we want you to do is go to waterwithdave.com all the details are there make sure you tell them dave hodges of the common sense show sent you well mike adams needs no introduction and he is uh, everywhere and anywhere at the same time and i think probably next to alex jones he's the most censored person on the internet but he gives alex a run for his money in that area but he's still standing tall which goes to prove censorship doesn't work Mike, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. Well, thank you, Dave, for having me on. It's it's been a few months, and I apologize, but I've been very busy launching Real Video, and it's been a big success. We have now almost thirty thousand videos live on on the platform, Fantastic. thousands of channels. You know, we've got about I don't know three or four thousand active users right now, and it's serving uh, per week. It's serving over four million video minutes now, so it's really working. It really is. How how are the people monetizing that on your site? Uh, in the in the way that you just did, they're doing live reads and they're having sponsors of their own shows, and and we encourage people to do that because, you know, if if we ran ads and then shared revenue with uh, video creators, then we would have to work for the IRS. We would have to collect everybody's social security numbers and tax IDs and issue forms, and. Uh, and by the way, the advertising doesn't generate much money anyway. <laughs> so uh, we're still running at a loss. We're not we're not at break even yet, but we hope to be at break even by first quarter of next year. Well, you know, you're absolutely right about that. And I'll tell you, um, when I run my YouTube, I'm so shadow banned right now. In fact, they've cut my traffic probably by 75, 80% that it doesn't really matter what they put on the front end. They give me these um, ads and, and, and we let them run. But honestly, they don't bring the revenue that they once did. They're secondary kind of advertisers. The right. real money is from the advertising that we sell on the Common Sense Show for the live reads. Exactly. And that's, and that, that's where our that's real money comes from. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's really the way to go. Way, I'm sorry, uh, but your domain names, it was like Prepare With Dave, I think. Was that one of them? Yeah. Yeah. That's That's absolutely the way to do it. That's what we recommend to everybody because... People can remember a domain name like that. It's easy to spell. Your name is easy to spell, you know. So you're doing it exactly the right way. Well, these these people that I work with, and I not only believe in their products, but they've been great to work with because they understand marketing, and they understand it very well. And that's where the bulk of our revenue comes from, and we're using that to kind of keep our other enterprises afloat. And I'm looking forward when I can get involved with Real.Video. It's just I'm so tied up right now. I got this venture going on, Mike, where... We're joining Podcast One. It's the largest podcast company in the world. Laura Ingram, Ben Stein. I mean, a lot of the notables are on there. 
and we're transitioning right now. You have to go through with all the all the ways that they can access your account and get approval from everybody. And we've gotten a couple from various Google-owned sites, but they sure take their time. And this is why we're not up and <laughs> why we're not up and running yet. But anyway, I want to talk to you specifically about. Well, you made a comment to me before we came on air, and you said, "Man, there's so much going on." And if we get through this, I'm really going to be surprised. I think that's a good starting point. Absolutely. I think the next several months are real game changers for not just the United States, but, but the world. Uh, we're going to go in, in one of two directions, the, the way I see it. Uh, one way is the globalist way, where Trump is defeated or executed. Uh, the Democrats win the midterm election and uh, you know, impeach Trump, if not kill him off, and globalists win. You know, essentially, the borders stay open, the wall never gets built, uh, on and on. You know, the, the the Colin Kaepernick's become the heroes of society, and the real heroes uh, of our military, like the Benghazi heroes, uh, become villains, and uh, the tech giants just censor everybody into oblivion except their own um, liberals. And the internet becomes a giant liberal echo chamber for globalism. So that's one way that things can go. The other way is America wins. We we defeat globalism, at least its influence over America. We won't defeat it around the world, but we can we can take back our, our country. We can protect our borders. We can keep our president safe so he can continue to uh, serve out his term and also really go after the deep state. I think if if the Republicans hold the House, that's a green light for Trump to replace Jeff Sessions and uh, Rosenstein and then have the new attorney general issue arrest warrants for Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, John Brennan, and all the other traitors. And now, you know, in that scenario, we're looking at some, some, a good outcome where we can protect our country, maintain our national sovereignty, and defend ourselves against the globalist agenda that, that wants to destroy America. So we're going to go one of these two routes, Dave, and it's going to happen I think I think the big outcome will be apparent uh, by, you know, well, the election is going to tell us a lot, but even after the election, there's a window for false flag operations or assassinations and things like that. But sometime over the next few months, it's going to become quite apparent where we're headed. Yeah, I think it's really apparent for where we're headed. You, you know, my, my, my gut tells me this, and it's actually more than my gut, but just looking at it without any extra information... I'm seeing this internet martial law, as we could call it, the collusion of the social media giants and also the telecoms meeting in secret. I think they're planning to basically control all communications because something's going to get rolled out. They may not know what the something is. I think they're taking their marching orders to shut down people like you and I before the midterms. And I think this goes a lot deeper than the midterm elections. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, it's funny. I, I agree with your assessment completely. In fact, I just said the same thing in a, in a video I recorded before this, um, that they have been ordered probably by the CIA to do this crackdown. You know, The CIA runs the New York Times and the Washington Post and the tech giants now because the, the state, the deep state and the tech giants are now essentially the same. They're intermingled fascism, you know, techno-fascism at its worst. So they're being ordered to shut off all of these pro-America voices, but like you said, the people in the tech industry don't know why. They're just obedient. They're following orders. They don't know that there is a major event coming, perhaps an assassination of the president, perhaps a false flag operation that attacks CNN. See, I, I think that one of the most likely scenarios is a false flag, shoot em up type of operation that they can blame on Alex Jones. I think they want Alex Jones arrested and imprisoned. And so they want to have a false flag, mass murder, a bombing, or a shooting, or who knows, a building collapse or something that targets journalists. And then they can go back and say, look, well, Alex Jones called for people to use battle rifles to shoot journalists, even though he never did. That's nonsense, but that's the way they, they have been spinning it. And they can go back and lean on that and then say, Alex needs to be arrested. So uh, you know, I think that's coming. I got to tell you this story, Mike, and I, I really didn't go too public with it because I didn't need to, but I was contacted by a guy from the New York Times a week before the election in 2016, 
and he said, I want to interview you about your views and so forth. And I said, fine. Uh, and we got to the end of the interview and I did pull a fast one on him. I, he asked me a question. He said, well, Dave, are you going to continue to advise people to get violent if Trump doesn't win? And I, and I said, <laughs> I stand for nonviolence. If you were familiar with my work, that's exactly what you would know. And I feel compelled to tell you, sir, that I have recorded every word of this conversation because I'm on Skype and it records automatically. Uh-huh. And he never published the interview. Yet he interviewed me for almost 30 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Well, they're just looking for uh, one sentence, that, uh, something they can twist. They're looking for dirt, of course, on you and others. Um, you know, I was threatened uh, with being taken down if I didn't expose Alex Jones using this this thumb drive of information that was given to me. You know, it was, it was a couple of years ago now, and I refused to do it, and that's when they banned me off Google, complete blacklisting for six days. So I know that whoever's running this smear campaign is directly tied in to Google, which means YouTube also. And then, of course, later I was blacklisted off YouTube uh, before, even before InfoWars was. So... That, you know, we, we've been subjected to this for a long time. Uh, that's why we have to build alternative platforms like Reel.Video and, and use them. And Reel.Video is becoming the place to go now to research 9-11, Sandy Hook, like all the Sandy Hook videos that were banned on YouTube are, are now on Reel.Video. Um, you can research like any conspiracy, any, you know, any deep state operation, it's all there on, on Reel.Video, and there are hundreds more every few hours being added. So, you know, uh, YouTube will not allow you to do real research anymore. Um, you got to be careful. <laughs> I'm very careful well, about the wording of my titles, but effectively, I agree with you. My hardcore stuff right now are in the articles that I write. Yeah. Right. So the, the YouTube can't touch me there. And I've got a loyal following, so my numbers don't drop despite what Google does to me. You want to hear something really funny, Mike? I get over a million views a month. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that's what I get. And I've got a couple of stat sources I use, you know, through my provider for my site. And they, they're they within a couple thousand of each other every day. Google yeah. Analytics sent me a snapshot view of what they said were my website numbers for last month. Now, I know I got 1.18 million views. They told me I had 16,000. This was from Google. <laughs> and that was for the whole... I, I thought, wait a minute, rub my eyes. I get more than that in a day by far. I get double that in a day. Right. And so I'm rubbing my eyes. I go, come on, I read this wrong. I went and said, said your monthly total was. And they didn't ask me to sign up for Google Analytics. They just sent this to me, like, "Hey, uh -huh. screw you! Here's middle finger." <laughs> this is, it's a, isn't it incredible? Well, yeah, and and it's 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 important to keep in mind that you know the censorship that they've done now on their own platforms is just the beginning. So the next level of censorship that's coming is browser level censorship. So Google Chrome, I've been told, will soon begin censoring all independent media at the browser. So. Uh, you know, right now, you, someone oh, goes to oh. Google. Stop, Mike. They are. What? Oh, my gosh. You just answered my question. In the last four days, I have received probably three dozen emails from people saying, my site is not updating. And they say, uh -huh. Dave, you haven't written an article since September the 4th. And I'm getting this from people. And I said, no, and I'll send them the links, and then I'll say, you sign up for my, um, you know, my web letter, and you won't have a problem. I get a newsletter I send out. And I said, you won't have a problem. But they're all saying the same thing. And then I ask them, well, what browser are you using? Chrome. <laughs> right. Mike, it's already right. happening. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's already happening. Well, that's 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 very interesting because there, there are a number of ways that they can do it. They could do what you're describing, which is to not refresh your site. But the other way is to have a, a, a block message, uh, an interruption message that says, you know, they try to load up your website, and then a big pop-up from the browser itself says, "This is uh, this has been a this is a discredited, untrustworthy, malicious website." You know, 
and uh, do you really want to continue here? You know, that kind of thing is what's also coming. We know that's coming, and Firefox is part of this too. So the Mozilla organization is part of now the effort to silence independent media. So you know, Firefox is, is one of the top browsers. Uh, Google Chrome, uh, Safari from Apple will probably do the same thing. So people are going to have to turn to alternative browsers like Vivaldi, by the way. And you can't use the Opera browser because Opera was sold to communist China, I think, a year and a half ago. <laughs> So no. everything you visit in Opera is probably sending a copy to the communist Chinese secret police. Oh, my God. I use yeah. Opera a lot for my website, and I just did a six-part series spread out over two and a half weeks on embedded Chinese in our country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So Opera, Opera is communist China. Uh, Apple, Tim Cook, is working with the communist Chinese. Mark Zuckerberg practically wishes he were communist Chinese. Google is bowing down to the Chinese. So, you know, the, the, the window of things that we can use that are not tied to communist China is shrinking rapidly. <laughs> I mean, the, the entire tech giant uh, sector of our society is now run by communist Chinese, just like Hollywood is at this point, too. It's a communist take, takeover. Yes. We went to see Mile 22 last night. I was underwhelmed, but I will tell you this. In the beginning... They had the American producer's name, and underneath of it, they had Chinese subtext letters. I'm assuming wow. saying the same thing, but I can't read Chinese. But it had the producer, I don't remember who it was now, and underneath it, they had the Chinese subtext. Wow. So, so yeah, and I turned to my wife and go, China's taking over Hollywood. Wow, that's that's crazy. I, that, that's one movie I do want to see because in the preview, Mark Wahlberg was using my rifle. That's that's that, that's the same rifle I have. It's, it's a Sig Sauer MCX Virtus, and um, I immediately recognized it. You know, I was able to follow the movie because I've written so much on intelligence, and I feel I'm fairly well versed on the uh, uh, a lot of operational details that go down. But it was hard for me to keep up with. And um, we were there with other people, and they couldn't follow it at all. Huh. It was too fast. Really? Wow. It was too fast. And it's almost a movie that you've got to see twice, and you've got to have control of the remote so you can stop it and play, play back <laughs> some of the lines again. Right. Um, I'll tell you, it's nonstop. It's 90 minutes of nonstop action. Nice. Well, that, that's what we've come to expect from Mark Wahlberg. But, of course, the pity is that when Communist China is now involved in all these studios, they have to sign off on the script. So now you cannot have movies that are critical of uh, Communist China anymore. Well, they killed the Red Dawn remake. Yes. Because, you know, they were supposed to be Chinese troops invading America, but they made them change it to North Koreans. That's that's a great example. That was a few years ago, and since then, I think it's only gotten worse. Well, you know, something else I've noticed too, and I don't, and I haven't got a chance to do this yet, so I'm thinking out loud. Forgive me, but um, USA Network has had some terrific shows on. One was Colony. Now, I didn't care about the alien thing, and it never really entered into the show, just on a very superficial level. But what we saw was extreme martial law of humans doing this to humans and it yes. was the best example of high-tech martial law I'd ever seen and I thought this is next generation stuff so it's worthy of watching and after three years boom show's gone now right. shooter okay with speaking of Mark Wahlberg you know Atlas is a secret organization and they kill this guy and that guy and arrange these accidents for these things to happen and they're exposing a lot of black ops uh, uh, mercenary stuff. And after, here's the same pattern. After three years and the show was doing well, that show's gone. It was canceled. Yeah. And um, do you know anything about USA Network? Because I'm going to research who owns them because I'm starting to suspect this is a pattern. They want the message out for predictive programming, desensitization purposes, but they feel enough is enough and then they kill it. Yeah, I, that I don't I don't know uh, anything about that network, but I what you just mentioned there is certainly resonates as true. There's there are a lot of concepts that they introduce through pop culture to just get people normalized to it. 
Uh, and then they roll out. Look in the airports now. They're doing facial recognition now is your passport. So, you know, in U.S. airports, I mean, you saw the stories this last week. It was like all of a sudden, ah, for your benefit, for your convenience, uh, it's, you know, we're living through a minority report, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They, they've rolled it out. It's, it's um, well, there's no question the media is down with all this. I mean, my favorite example of predictive programming, Mike, was with the uh, show Revolution. Do you remember that show was on NBC? And, I don't uh, think I watched that, no. Oh, it was terrific. It was a simulated EMP event, and they weren't allowed to say EMP, as I found out later, so they had to have these little things created, and I never really understood what the little things were, but it was really an EMP, and that's what it was. And it showed uh -huh. what would happen to society and all the death and destruction and how society would re-rise in the form of clans and so forth. And you'd have tribal warfare, so to speak. And it really did a good job of this. But what they did at the end, and this is, this is a primetime show, they changed the nights of it twice, which is a killer for ratings. Yet the ratings grew because people were really locking into the show. And in the uh -huh. last year, they had mind control and FEMA camps. Wow. on the show. They didn't call them FEMA camps, but that's effectively what they were. And the show was abruptly canceled, and yet it was third uh, in primetime TV. You know, there's, there's no question in my mind that the FEMA camps are going to be put to use soon. The only question is, who's going to be in them? Will it be us, or will it be the uh, the traitors, the deep state traitors? Um, somebody's going to be in the FEMA camps. Yeah, I agree. Um and you know, uh, most of us are—we're not going to go without uh, a fight. That's for sure. But you know, there, there, there are analyses out there that say that uh, President Trump is well positioned to benefit from chaos. And I've even done a piece about how, uh, if he declares martial law, then it, it, martial law and national emergencies tend to concentrate power in the executive. So you, you take power away from the judiciary and the legislative branches of government under national emergencies. The executive branch, which is Trump, and the military becomes the sort of temporary dictatorial control. And I can see that scenario happening, and I can see, I can see Trump using that temporarily to, uh, in an effort to defeat the deep state and defeat a, a corrupt judiciary. Uh, so, you know... Uh, martial law may be, believe it or not, a path uh, through which Trump attempts to uh, defeat uh, globalism. I mean, we need to consider that as a possibility. Um, I think you're right. Here's what I've said about California, the CalExit movement, where they have... i got to be careful what I say, Mike, and I'm sorry, this is why I'm hesitating. Yeah, I'm allowed to I give out you. some information. I'm not allowed to give out all the information yet. And I can't identify the source, although the source said they would go public when they stopped getting information. Um, so having said that, I can tell you this. This is what prompted my article on all the embedded Chinese in California. They're coming in in bigger numbers, and they're military. Like, I'll give you an example. The solar energy farms are controlled by Cinta. That's a Chinese front group for their military. That's just one small example. So in CalExit, that movement is still alive and it's being headed by Soros, the Bank of China, the Mexican cartels are in it. Uh, you've got a Japanese crime family that's big in it. Obama's people, former people are in it. Loretta Lynch is giving legal advice. Eric Holder is the spokesperson. And what they have said in these meetings where one of my sources have had embedded spies, that if we can't get out of the country legally, which would collapse America from a retail and agricultural standpoint, will create so much violence against white people that they'll force us to, to leave. And the plan is to go out and be under a UN protectorate. And I've documented this nine times Sunday, so I'm on really firm ground saying this stuff. But here, here's the thing, Mike. You said Trump will benefit from martial law. That's what a lot of people think is going to happen. They're bringing in hundreds of thousands of embedded illegals too to change this election the republicans stand to pick up nine seats in california in congress and the other side's doing their best to bring in illegals get them driver's licenses and have them vote to negate this advantage and some people think this could be the impetus for trump i don't know i i think he's going to have to come into california and force in someday do you know anything about this at all from your end 
Well, just just from my own assessment and analysis, uh, which which is that if if the Democrats control the House uh, after this election, there's a there's a time window between uh, the the end of the election and January when they're actually sworn in. So you've got essentially two months during which the um, Republicans still control the House. And interestingly, at the beginning of October, it's widely expected that Kavanaugh will be on the the Supreme Court as the new Supreme Court um, session opens. Now, uh, this is crucial, and this is why I think that his his nomination has been accelerated, because if there's any kind of a martial law or national emergency event declared by President Trump uh, that is challenged in any way, the challenge would go to the Supreme Court. And with Kavanaugh there, plus Gorsuch, now you have a strong, almost a supermajority that will will decide in favor of Trump's actions. And you have a Supreme Court backing the concentration of power in the executive branch under Trump during the emergency. So my analysis is that uh, Trump Trump can can temporarily you know profit from an emergency even if he loses. Uh, the, the this midterm. I mean, not him personally, but I mean Republicans. There is there is still a two month time window there during which uh, events could take place that could al- allow the president, with the backing of the Supreme Court, to uh, assert national emergency powers, which uh, hilariously were put in place by Obama, intended to be handed over to Hillary Clinton. So remember that Obama put these emergency powers in place through executive orders that were issued throughout uh, 2009 through you know 2016 essentially, and many of these, if you read them, and I I know you've read them, uh, they say things like the president has the power to assert total control over every form of communications infrastructure. <laughs> so imagine that power being invoked by President Trump. Well, the, he certainly has the um, the pretext to do it with the Oakland mayor basically interfering in ICE activities and what they do in San Francisco, which is essentially the same thing. They're basically obstructing justice. Yeah. So he does have some authority there. Uh, Jerry Brown meeting to exit California and he's meeting with foreigners. That's sedition and treason. Yes, and the, the sanctuary city policies are treason, in, in essence, um, the open borders policy. I think, I mean, Trump's even hinted at this. I think that after the election, Trump declares a national emergency. He brings in the military to patrol the border, and he issues uh, emergency arrests, essentially, for many of these sanctuary city leaders, and pro- probably members of the deep state, such as John Brennan. So that right there would set off national riots among leftists. And then you have martial law because of the, of the violence that the riots end up uh, causing in their own cities, typically. So y- you kind of have, you know, it very quickly escalates into a national emergency chaos situation that, that uh, 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 justifies the emergency itself. It's kind of circular logic. Circular logic is really a good way to put it. We're talking with Mike Adams from News Target, Natural News, and Real Dot Video. We're going to be back with Mike in just a moment, but I want to remind everybody that this next segment of the program is brought to you by Renaissance Precious Metals, my good friend Steve Quayle. We're not just friends. We're not just business partners and colleagues. I'm also a client of Steve's, and I've bought a lot of my gold and silver from Steve, in fact, almost all of it. And I have to tell you, I couldn't be happier with this. And with the economy doing what it's doing, you need to convert a lot, and I don't mean all, I mean a lot, of your soon-to-be worthless cash into precious metals. How do you get yours? Well, give Steve people a call tomorrow. Call them at 406-586-4842. That's 406-586-4842. We're also brought to you by ReadyMadeResources.com, your one-stop prepping source. Absolutely fantastic. Bob Griswold will even give you individual consultations for free. Go to readymaderesources.com, look at what they have, and then call the number on the screen. Make sure you tell them Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show sent you. Well, we're talking to my friend Mike Adams, and Mike does such a fantastic job delving into such a variety of issues. He's known as the Health Ranger, but I would say that health extends to the health of the country as a whole, politically, socially, culturally. And we're talking about a number of issues here with Mike. And Mike, I want to just kind of go back to one thing we mentioned. 
um, while I was just doing the live read, I was multitasking, and um, I found out who owns USA Network. Oh. The same people, effectively, who bought NBC. NBC Universal Cable Entertainment, which is a division of NBC Universal, and it's a <laughs> subsidiary of Comcast. Right. They own USA Network. There's your chain of ownership. There you go. Okay. Comcast yep. is now owned by the Chinese. Well, again, it's, you know, five five corporations run everything that most people see and hear. Yeah. <laughs> that, that hasn't changed. Why am I not surprised at this? So I would say this, that the Chinese basically, I would say, want some of this predictive programming out because it's what's coming, but they don't want more detail than they're willing to give. And this is why I think they pull the plug universally on the same shows, even though they're popular. Yeah, it, it's interesting. The, the, the shows are not driven by market forces anymore. It's not about what's what's popular, what's paying the bills. It's about what they want you to be subjected to. In the same way that, that Google search, for example, Google's no longer a search engine. This is something that people need to understand. Google doesn't deliver to you what you're searching for. Google delivers to you what they want you to see. Bingo. Uh, YouTube's the same way. You watch a video and then it recommends videos, not videos that are related to what you would want, but what the YouTube AI system wants you to see. Uh, and also, of course, avoiding the things that they don't want you to see. So all of these systems, instead of um, responding to human uh, queries, they are now they are now training humans to think in a certain way. Yes. And Facebook is the worst of all. Um, yeah, and your data's all up for grabs with Facebook. That's, of course, you know, Google's just as bad. I'll give you an example. My son and I went to a place here locally called Top Golf, and I don't know if they're a national chain, but there's a few of them here in Arizona. And so we were hitting some golf balls, and then we decided we were going to eat. So we ordered food. Before the food came and before I paid for it, so that would be from a credit card record, I had already gotten, uh, tell us about your experience at Top Golf. And then as we ordered the food, but before I paid for the food, tell us about your meal at Top Golf. Rate wow. your meal. And this is, and I'm thinking, how do you know this? And then I'm thinking, it's the same way that when you're sitting at your kitchen table talking to your wife about a product or a service, and you get ads on it that same day. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's been, you know, well shown. Of course, Facebook, the Facebook app uh, constantly listens to the audio and is doing a, a, a language, well, well a speech-to-text conversion, essentially, and then using the text uh, to uh, determine, you know, uh, keyword-driven systems of what you're interested in. You know, YouTube, I, I know you're aware of this, YouTube is, is converting your, your uh, live streaming into text in real time and if you're live streaming and you start mentioning the wrong words you know false flag events and so on then uh, your live stream gets shut down in real time yeah there was a leftist site totally leftist bashing alex jones during the early days of his censorship and they took off their live stream they ended it right there right now without warning and then they thought, whoa, we made a mistake because they said the words Alex Jones, and so they <laughs> took them down. Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's absolutely incredible how much control there is with this. But censorship never works, Mike. I mean, even if they took away the Internet entirely, I mean, we had a revolution in this country with 13 divergent colonies spread out over thousands of miles, and they still had the revolution, and they didn't have the Internet. They didn't have electronic communication. Well, I think I, I, I agree. I, censorship doesn't work in the long term, but it certainly can be very damaging in the short term. And that that's what we're seeing now. Um, the rise of now the backlash against technology companies. And the question is, will will these technology uh, town square platform providers, will they be uh, allowed to continue to selectively target and censor people based on a political speech? Or... Will there be a, a restoration of First Amendment protections, even in the online town squares? And, you know, there, there's a backlash effort underway. Uh, I think it's actually very effective that, that these tech giants are censoring more and more mainstream conservatives, like, you know, Ann Coulter type of people, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, and so on, because that actually wakes up the, the masses 
you know, for years it was just you and me and Alex Jones and others like us. Now it's everybody. And, and that's actually good because, I mean, for the backlash purposes, it's good because it wakes up more people to the reality of what's happening. That's a, that is such an excellent and astute point. Um, let, let's talk about the takedown of the Internet where we have Internet martial law. You can get on it, but you're really limited in what you can do, and maybe people like you and I won't be able to get on it. This reminds me of what they did to President Kennedy an hour before his assassination and for about an hour afterwards. Um, do you think this is a preemptive move to hide false flags or a possible assassination? And I do. You, yeah, you do. Let, let's go, what's your opinion on that? Well, I, I think you nailed it. This, this, I, I believe that there's an attack that's imminent, that the, uh, the taking down of Alex Jones that was clearly coordinated and timed is not a coincidence that some very important history-changing event is about to unfold and it will be falsified at many levels. You know, it will be a false flag type of event or an assassination attempted on the president uh, himself. And they cannot allow independent media to dominate the online response. There you go. Because, you know, it's, it's the independent media that actually has the best analysis. Uh, CNN and others will be handed a memo by the CIA and they will say, read this, say this. You know, if they have to stage certain elements, oh, like here's... You know, here's a, here's a scene. If they have to stage it, they will. Uh, but the violence will be real, by the way. You know, real real blood, real death, real violence, real chaos. Uh, but they don't want independent media going in there and analyzing it and finding problems with the uh, official narrative. Well, you know, I've said this often. Now we're going full circle from where we started at the beginning of the broadcast to coming back around to this. And what I have said in, in my writings was that if the independent media was around in 1963 and 1964, the Kennedy assassination wouldn't have taken decades to solve. It would have been solved <laughs> in weeks. It's true. Because it was yeah. so sloppy, and we would have caught most of this, if not all of it. Well, now they want to make sure that we don't have that opportunity. And see, I agree with what you're saying. Frame an aspect of the media, such as Alex Jones, and use that as the excuse to get all of us off the air, or maybe even arrest us under martial law. I don't know your feelings on Pence, but I have labeled Pence as my main suspect for the New York Times op-ed piece. Even if someone else gets blamed, I think they were doing it at the behest of Pence. And let me just give you the major reason why. He took out a presidential PAC, not a vice presidential PAC, not in combination with Trump, but months after the inauguration, and he started hosting big-time money people, collecting money for his run. And this is what it says on the pack in 2020. Not 2024, Mike. 2020. This is yeah, why I saw, Go ahead. I saw your article on that, and I, I tend to agree with your assessment. Pence, Pence was chosen because he's part of the conservative establishment. And early on, I think Trump thought that he could get along with the establishment and appease them enough to continue to be president. Now, uh, today, he knows that the establishment is, of course, a bunch of treasonous traitors, and he's at war with the establishment. And I think that Pence is a – well, if he, if he were to become president, he would very quickly sell out the country to globalist forces. No question in my mind about that. Pence is not a fighter. He's not uh, hes not someone like Trump who will stand up to the bullies and punch back. Pence is someone who wants to get along with people, and that is what has brought us to this problem. Too many Republicans want to get along, and they want to be treated uh, nicely by a traitorous media. And if you're trying to get along with traitors, then you're not being effective at your job. So we no. need to keep Trump alive, and we need more people like Trump in power, and frankly, even if Trump declares martial law, um, I'm not going to oppose it on a temporary basis because I understand the the inner workings of why that could be necessary because the judicial system is so corrupt and the legislative branch is so inept that we may need a temporary period to arrest the swamp creatures, uh, indict them, uh, get the traitors out of the system. You're going to have to have a martial law type of situation to get that done. And then the question is, when do we restore, you know, full full liberty to the country? Because that's the danger zone. Sometimes people get too much power. They want to be king or dictator forever. We won't tolerate that. This is America. 
I really agree with your assessment totally but I also went one step further in a video I said and I think I'm gonna put it to pen too uh, when you keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result that's the definition of insanity and I called on Donald Trump to fire 80% of the people minimum in the White House staff and I said he should bring on people like you and me and Doug Hagman and whoever else who will be loyal to what he does people who are reasonably intelligent but won't sabotage his plans he keeps bringing back people like Bolton who is <laughs> nothing but a warmonger entire deep state how does he expect to ever gain a foothold if he keeps appointing people that represent deep state interests well yeah you you have a really good point there the the challenge is that uh, you have you have to run an organization and there aren't that many people that have experience in uh, you know how do you run uh, the executive branch of the federal government <clears throat> without without the whole thing literally collapsing and you know ultimately this whole the whole thing does collapse we know that from a from a fiscal perspective ultimately you know the the spending collapses the whole system but that could be you know a ways away and until then trump needs to keep it up and running who does he turn to i mean would would you go to washington dc and and work for the white house i mean i'm not sure that i that i would do that <laughs> I, I i mean that that doesn't sound like something that that i want to do you know, I want to be outside the system, looking at it from the outside. I don't know if I would either. I would have to really consider the situation. Um, well, you know, you hit me. You're getting me to stumble here, Mike, because <laughs> part of me says I would do it because I think that's the last chance the country has is to bring in people who are free and independent thinkers who are loyal to the Constitution and not loyal to the Rothschilds. In a nutshell, that's how I'd phrase it. Right, right. Um, so I would probably do it. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, socially, personally, financially, it would be a disaster for me to do this. Well, the other thing is, how, how do we stay alive? Let's suppose that Trump offers us jobs. Uh, come, come to Washington, help us run an honest government. How do we stay alive? How do we not get assassinated in that town? You know, because I'm in Texas. And you're in Arizona. We can arm ourselves, and and I don't know about you, but I do, and and you know we can defend ourselves. In Washington D.C., you know I can't I can't carry my Glock all the time like I do in Texas. I can't have, you know, a, a, that uh, Sig Sig MCX Virtus uh, 300 blackout pistol, you know, in in my truck or whatever. You can't do that in Washington D.C. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know you're right. Um. I don't have those answers to the specifics. I just know that what Trump is doing, he's in perpetual quicksand. He replaces one deep stater with another. Yeah. I, I hear you, but right now, he, he just needs to replace a few key people, starting with Jeff Sessions. He should bring in, you know, Andrew Napolitano or some someone like that. And uh, Sessions has got to go. But Sessions was compromised. There's no doubt in my mind that Sessions... That, that probably the NSA has all of Sessions' emails and credit card history, you know, everything, every browser he ever opened, every search query he ever typed. And there's probably something in there that, 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 that got him. And I know he doesn't what that want is. to go public. I know what it is. Oh, you do? And, uh, yeah, I, I can't put my hands on the documents. I've had them read to me by someone on the inside, someone I trust who's given me other good info. Does he have ties to the Dixie Mafia? That's the big question, and I've been told he does, and in terms of campaign financing. Oh. To me, on the scale of 1 to 10, it's certainly not a 10. It's nothing like Hillary Clinton, but also what's interesting is Bill and Hillary, when they were in Arkansas, were tied to the Dixie Mafia. Huh. Um, they are linked. This is why he recused himself. You see, the Russian collusion delusion thing... It's not about Trump, you know, compromising the election on behalf of the Russians. That's a totally ridiculous conspiracy theory. It was about not letting Uranium One come out and compromising yes. Comey and Mueller, who were part of it, as well as Hillary and Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think Greg Jarrett's book nails it. It's, it's a, it's a cover-up of the crimes of Hillary Clinton. That's the whole point of the Russia investigation. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I totally, this to me, there's no other way to look at this right now. But you're right, Sessions is compromised. Now, Rosenstein is really running the show right now over at the DOJ. And that's why people say, oh, we need a DOJ investigation. I said, well, you're better off bringing back Loretta Lynch mob for all you're going to get. <laughs> Rosenstein's wife is Lisa Barsoomian, who represented Hillary 45 times. She used a fake email address inside the National Institute of Health, so she can't be foia I could go on and on, but you get the idea. His wife is more dangerous than Rosenstein is. Right, right. Yep, and, and this is the problem, is... You've got to go. You've got to go to outsiders, like I mentioned, Napolitano, or, you know, somebody like Ron Paul. You know what I mean? I mean, you can go outside the system. It doesn't have to be somebody who's active right now. You could, you could find somebody. I mean, there are plenty of people in America who would have the courage to make the right decisions and issue uh, indictments against Hillary Clinton and others. Uh, that's the, whoever that is. You got to get them into the DOJ and it, it needs to be done you know very soon I, I say before the election but it seems like Trump doesn't want it to happen until after the election that's what he's indicated that that Sessions is going nowhere till after the election right. I think he's afraid of you know not keeping up appearances like you know all is well in the administration or as well as possible and getting rid of your AG at this point would be a sign of problems and I think he thinks he'd be attacked on that point but I think Sessions and Rosenstein are going to do a lot of damage between now. I mean, just look at the Steele dossier. Tell me how that doesn't get prosecuted. Well, well, right. What, what about this development that the FISA warrant never even had a hearing in the FISA court and that the President Obama signed off on it, conspiring with Loretta Lynch? I mean, these are criminal acts. Uh, it's it's abuse of power. It's... it's um, it's fraud, it, you know. It's criminal fraud against an American citizen, and that needs to be prosecuted and exposed. You know, basically, we got to clean house at the DOJ and the FBI. There, there are hundreds of people who need to be uh, arrested and indicted uh, throughout those two organizations. They are. I want to get your reaction to one thing before we close with regard to the mainstream media. A couple of times when I've been out in restaurants with my wife, uh, and we have TV on. Uh, we'll count the CNN stories and you know a lot of times we can't hear the sound but you can you can see what they're talking about by the visuals and the print on the screen and it's usually like if we're there 45 minutes nine stories out of nine stories we're bashing Trump <laughs> right yeah another time we were in there they had Fox and CNN right next to each other this was hilarious I'd never seen this before and the Fox had two stories on Trump out of seven CNN was 11 for 11 in the time we were there bashing Trump. Now, mm -hmm. here's what I know is true about human nature. You can bash someone so hard that it creates an underdog mentality and people stop believing the challenges and start looking for ways to defend them because they don't like what they're seeing with the bullying. Oh, I think that's very much in play. <clears throat> and I think that Trump realizes he has a, a strategic advantage to not immediately end the Mueller witch hunt. And sadly, I think that some of Trump's uh, friends and allies like Roger Stone are being dragged into this, even though Roger has done nothing wrong, but he's being dragged into this so that this this thing can continue and Trump can can benefit from exactly what you said, which is this this public perception that it is a witch hunt and it's abusive and, and we need to support the underdog, which is Trump at this point. So the dynamic here is very dangerous then anybody who has ever been associated with Trump is now uh, presumed to be a criminal and could be facing criminal indictments by a, a uh, loose cannon uh, prosecutor named Robert Mueller. Mm -hmm. I could not agree with you more. Absolutely true. In fact, I documented from a Russian memo and from a State Department memo back in the summer of 17 that Mueller was the first person to deliver highly enriched uranium to the Russians on a Russian tarmac. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just, and listen, it's air, I think it's airtight. You know, I'll find the article and I'll send it over to you because I don't think it got the play that it probably should have. And as more time goes on, I can see why Mueller was brought in. He would work really hard not close up shop prematurely because he needs to stay out of jail. Well, and remember that James Comey, of course, um, illegally leaked classified government uh, documents to, I believe, uh, the, the New York Times in order to get Mueller 
put in place as a special prosecutor, even though it was a, a complete conflict of interest on the part of Mueller. But James Comey orchestrated that. And Comey and Mueller, of course, go way back into the weapons industry. They profited millions of dollars together by sort of scamming weapons uh, companies. I think it was, was it Lockheed Martin or someone like that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot mm -hmm. the name. Yeah, Lockheed. So uh, this this goes this goes on and on and on. And and of course, never forget that Obama arranged for the uh, the delivery of billions of dollars of cash and gold to Iran, uh, which also benefited from ballistic nuclear weapons missile delivery systems technology transferred from Russia and weapons-grade uranium that is probably U.S. uranium processed through other countries and eventually came back around to Iran. So, I'm sorry? No, I'm listening. Well, if, if Iran ends up nuking Israel or somebody like that, it's going to be... Um, with the help of American technology and Obama's uh, traitorous actions. Hmm, that's that's a very interesting thought. It, it it really is kind of the opposite of what's happening to the guy from Benghazi, the hero of Benghazi who was suspended and banned from Twitter for going after Obama. It's just the, the inverse of this. It's just right. they get us coming and going. Well, Mike, I want to take a few seconds here and let you tell people how they can follow your good work. This has really been a, a very quick hour. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, go to reel.video. There are new videos there every, you know, every few minutes, of course, uh, tens of thousands now active. You can join it for free. It's the new alternative to YouTube. Uh, so join and upload your entire library if you want. And then, of course, my main website, naturalnews.com and newstarget.com. Um, you know, I've got a counterthink show with uh, Infowars that airs every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central. So that's, you know, that's what I'm up to. Got some new videos coming out. Uh, crazy, crazy times that we're living in. You know, we're doing the best we can to help defend America. Absolutely, Mike. And you're doing a terrific job. Couldn't uh, recommend, uh, especially to your websites. I love News Target, love Natural News as well. Couldn't recommend them highly enough. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. I look forward to having you on again. Thank you. Yeah, great to join you, Dave. Take care.